0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon.
1: Enhancing managerial prowess in a whole new world. And welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, in studio today with Dr. Renji Nair, a leadership, people, and talent management expert, executive coach, facilitator, educator, speaker, and author, also well-versed in multiple cultures, languages, and industry expertise, in fact, he recently published his first book, Potluck Culture, Five Strategies to Engage the Modern Workplace. Renji helps companies and their leaders build winning, high-performing people, teams, and cultures. Renji, great to be with you.
0: Thank you, Dale, happy to be here.
1: Uh, give us a little insight in the book. Uh, wh- why did you write it, and and what did you learn in the process?
0: Well, I've been in the corporate world for 27 years, and now I'm, in, I'm doing consulting. Uh, so I consider myself to be a reformed corporate executive. If I could go back 10 or 15 years and redo some of the things I did, you know, uh, don't make some of the mistakes I made, uh, I think I could have been a lot better leader, a lot better manager, and the companies I work for would have been uh, better for for that. I wrote this book because um, I think there are too many organizations out there that have the right intent to build a culture focused on people, but they just don't know how to do it sometimes. Uh, no company out there wants to disrespect people. In fact, in their websites, they say the opposite. They say they want to be, uh, they love people, they love teams, they love their communities, they love their environment, they don't pollute. But but doing it in real life is not as easy as those fancy words. Um, the workplace is a, not an easy place to to navigate and i think the stakes are a lot higher today than ever before that's why i wrote the book mm. so our topic
1: today enhancing managerial prowess in a whole new world curious is it what makes it a whole new world and what where's the challenge in today's workplace
0: i think what makes it a whole new world is several things first for the first time in human history there are, there are five different generations working under the same work roof. Mm-hmm. You've got the traditionalists who are retiring 10,000 score a day. You've got the Generation Xers and baby boomers. You've got Generation Y or, or, or so called the so-called millennials. And you've got the new upstarts, the Generation Zs. These are the folks who were born with an iPhone in their mouth. These <laughs> folks, all five, are in today's workplace. By the way, Millennials are going to form 20, sorry, 50% of the work pl- workforce by the year 2020. So we need to be very conscious about what drives and motivates each one of these generations, because they're all different. They, were, they all grew up in different times in, in history. They were motivated by different things, different events in the world, from uh, putting a man on the moon, to 9-11, to some of the terrorist concerns we have around the world. So imagine growing up in those eras and how your mental models have been shaped and how your behaviors are driven and what uh, your sense of the world is and sense of where you fit in that world. All those things are relevant for Management, management 101. And Management 101 needs to be taken really seriously today. Uh, I think going to the old books on managing are going to help you somewhat, but I think you need to look at more modern ways of managing because the stakes are so much higher today and the world is so much different.
1: The people are different and also what our businesses do are different. And I'm thinking we, in the last 20 years, we've made this massive shift from uh, either service and or industrial to now the knowledge economy. and, And we look around and the world's largest taxi company owns no cars. The world's largest hospitality company owns no hotels. I'm talking about Uber and Airbnb. Right. Um, so the the world in which we work, the people are different, and the business climate is so much different.
0: You're exactly right, Dale. And let me add one to that, and it's the virtual work world. You don't necessarily have to drive to work anymore Uh, and fight traffic and work in a brick-and-mortar closed environment. You actually can work from home, you can work from anywhere, you can work at any time. Uh, It's sunrise to sunset working. Think about managing in such an environment. What if all of your employees are virtually working and in seven different continents or ten different countries and you have one or two people locally? Your management style, your empathetic orientation, the way you approach work, the way you approach people, the way you manage performance, all take a different uh, meaning.
1: So let's dive in. What are some of the tools that we have at our disposal that we could go out and learn to to make us better managers in this environment?
0: I think one of the things that, uh, uh, in the modern world, managers need to be Uh, cognizant around is the concept of empathy Uh, empathy uh, you know only human beings uh, have the capacity to to empathize of course uh, the jury's still out on dolphins and elephants but uh, human beings are the only ones equipped with this god-given skill set called empathetic orientation or demonstrating empathy which means putting yourself in the shoes of someone else now, that's easy to say, and, and many a times um, people confuse empathy with sympathy. So let me tr- uh, draw the difference between the two. Sympathy might go something like this. If you're talking to someone who just lost a parent, you might say something like, uh, Dale, I'm so sorry for your loss. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. That's sympathy. But empathy might go something like this. Dale... I'm so sorry if you're lost. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. You must have been really close to Susie. I can see the emotion in your face. You must be thinking about all the great times you had with her, the stories you shared with her, the events and places you went together. Uh, My goodness, you spent 20 years together. This is going to leave a void in your heart. When you drive home tonight, you'll be thinking about her. Before you go to bed tonight, you'll be crying for her. That's empathy. A big difference. You're, you're showing something beyond sympathy. The ability to put yourself in the shoes of someone else. Now, translate that to the work world. If a manager could put themselves in the shoes of his or her employees and know what they're feeling, know what they need to succeed in their jobs, appreciate that they have a life beyond work. They have a family at home. They have a, a life to lead responsibilities of parenting and responsibilities of uh, rearing children and so on that to me is a skill set uh, beyond any other skill set so as we we
1: think through that process what are some ways for managers to start to better understand and and open some doors to be empathetic
0: you know there's a lot of things we can do uh, uh, on the internet uh, you'll find um, these simple free online assessment vehicles Uh, much like emotional intelligence, you know, EQ there's actually empathetic quotient or empathetic intelligence you can take a simple 10 or 15 question survey online to get a a very high level sense of how empathetic you are I actually took the test uh, about 10 or 15 years ago and I was horrible I didn't have an empathetic bone in my body but I learned the skill. The skill uh, uh, is learned by actively listening, having the right intent when you're talking to someone, being genuinely concerned about the welfare of someone else, uh, having the ability to ask the right questions, uh, to, to uh, uh, build a dialogue, a sense of camaraderie, and leaving someone with a sense of purpose and meaning after the dialogue. All those are skills that one can do and utilize to build and enhance empathetic orientation. What are some
1: of the the results of that an employee is going to going to experience? Um, well, what what are some of the ways that an employee is going to feel better about their work when it comes to dealing with a more empathetic manager?
0: I think, uh, um, you know, too often we give performance feedback and the performance feedback happens at the end of the year. If we have more dialogue throughout the year to help someone succeed in their job, that would be the first step. I think it's also important for managers to look at both quantitative and qualitative uh, uh, ways in measuring the success of an employee. Um, Why don't we ask more pulsing type of questions like three or four simple questions like my manager helped me do my job. My manager was available for me to excel in my job. I feel motivated to work here. I am respected in the company that I work in. I can see how my work connects to my company. I can see how my contributions are helping the company and its customers. I can also see my career Uh, clarity in front of me. I know what my next job is going to be. I know how long it'll take me to get to that next job. Asking people these questions periodically gives managers and companies a greater sense of where their people stand and how engaged their employees are.
1: Important questions uh, for folks, to, for managers to keep in mind especially. So let's talk about the results and what a company will see Uh, if they take this approach and have this kind of a mindset, if the managers have this type of mindset?
0: Yeah. um, You know, too often when we look at work, we look at performance managing work, and performance managing work is done over a 12-month period, typically. Uh, I think that's uh, a mistake. I think uh, we need to break that down into more meaningful chunks. For example, uh, breaking down work into projects, maybe there's a phase you know, in, in, a, in work. The phase one might be just a startup of, of the project. Phase two might be the implementation of the project. And phase three might be the conclusion of that project. Why can't we break work out accordingly and look at measuring the productivity of an employee in each of those phases through simple tools like I mentioned, these quantitative and qualitative pulsing type of surveying. Um, if we look at how well someone does in each of those phases we then can provide them with meaningful feedback and the tools to succeed when they're not succeeding so that they move on to the next phase better equipped to succeed now in some of your studies i've
1: actually seen you refer to in some of your work i've seen you refer to studies that that bring some light to this as well elaborate on on what you've written in the past
0: Yeah, 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 there are many studies out there in terms of uh, engagement levels. Uh, uh, IBM, McKinsey, and Deloitte, some of the big uh, consulting firms out there have uh, uh, demonstrated and proven that the more engaged an employee is, the more they are uh, apt to perform well for you. And collectively, companies who have much better manager effectiveness are 3 times more likely to succeed in the marketplace. There's 3 times three more times likely, more, yeah. And for those publicly traded companies there's even a greater tie into stock price. The more engaged employees are in your company, the more likely you will achieve or exceed your financial and productivity goals set for you, which translate into stock price.
1: Well, it is, it's is—it's hard work, but nothing that is worthwhile is easy. And uh, you've definitely given us some good things that we can go put into practice immediately in order to realize the benefits and start achieving that level of success. Dr. Renji Nair, the book is Potluck Culture, Five Strategies to
0: Engage the Modern Workplace. Any parting thoughts for us? I think I'd give one other thought, Dale, and that is, Uh, understanding for for managers understanding that the performance of people all people not just the class of the best people or the highest potential people but all employees in all jobs is just as important as measuring the return on just a hard capital assets like a machine I think it's important that managers know how to get the best out of their employees they need to be amazing at recognizing talent They need to be amazing at recognizing performance, and they need to be awesome at doing it and recognizing timely those Mm -hmm. attributes. They should also be able to look at some uh, data elements that are good. We we live in in an era of big data. Every company is looking at data. There's also employee data, people data. Organizations with managers that have the acumen to look at people-focused success measures like employee productivity on projects or project phases as opposed to looking at performance over a 12-month period are those that are going to succeed. Let me give you one uh, measurement. Uh, I call it the employee uh, or economic return of an employee. You might look at that as employee productivity minus the average cost of hiring the employee, in other words, what their salary is, their fully loaded costs, divided by the total number of employees, gives you a sense of how productive an employee is in a job, in a phase of that job, or for the whole year. So using data smartly um, is going to go a long way to becoming a better manager in today's challenging world
1: what we're all about here on the complete leader podcast it's everything you need to become a high performing leader dr rengineer thanks so much for your time Uh, we encourage folks if this has been helpful to you if you've found a benefit from listening to the podcast be sure to rate us on itunes write a review while you're there and hit the subscribe button if you'll do those three things for us we would be most grateful you're going to find more ways to reach out connect with Renji uh, in the show notes here. He's in social media. You'll find him on the Price Associates website. And of course, in the Complete Leader program. Once again, Dr. Nair, thank you so much for being with us today. And to our listeners, have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.